Hi, this is Cam Smith, and this is the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia every Sunday. Hope you enjoy the podcast and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. Do it. There it is. There's that bit. I love that bit so much. 12 2 here on 3 FM. Uh, that's right. We're in Studio One. Signed over from Studio Two. Big thanks to the scientists. A huge good afternoon. Yes. To you, Matt Steadman. Hello, Cameron Smith. Good have, to be seeing you from the safe distance of 1.5 metres or more. We have got our rulers out. We have measured. Yes. Uh, Matt is wearing gloves. Uh, which he's more happy with this week because they had talcum powder in them. More expensive gloves than we had I last know, week. It's there's good. no expense spared here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the afternoon uh, with, uh, with an extra hour of sleep. How good was oh, that? Oh, was good. Do you love that? Do you love that? The, <laughs> I do. The fallback is, uh, is kind of great. And, um, and the idea of today's show, this is Edith broadcasting to you from 3 FM during April Amnesty, which we will talk about in a yes, sec. Yes, we're broadcasting to you from your station in isolation, which has got a nice ring to it. It certainly does, mm. and even better artwork. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say. Uh, but, yeah, the idea of today's show and the idea, I think, that has mm. um, is, is been a wonderful thing that Triple R has been able to do is to give you a bunch of regulars to keep you company on this yeah. grey day. A little bit of familiarity yes. for you, yes. dear listener, wherever you are. Are you on the road? Because there's not many of you on the road, that's <laughs> for sure. It's very empty, isn't it? Wow. You were saying, so from, from your abode now in Caulfield over to... Caulfield uh, North. The Queen Vic Market, how long did it take you to drive? 19 minutes. <laughs> and there were a couple of times on, uh, you know that thing we call the Princess Highway? Yes. The Princess Highway that uh, will take you far if you get on this grey ribbon. Yes. Where I'm around, it's uh, Dandenong Road, mate. Mm. And um, there was a couple of times when there were no other cars present mm. in front of me, mm-hmm. behind me. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Yeah. It was totally wild. But anyway, uh, we're here to talk about uh, food. And on today's show, as we said, uh, at home, and as he says, living mm. the best life possible, <laughs> Michael... Helicopter, hard case harden. Yes, food writer uh, for many publications around town, and just a author. good author. Yes, and a good person just to check in on the pulse of the industry. Or, geez, that's an odd phrase to use at the moment, isn't it? Given the industry, that almost been... sounds a bit cliched, Matt. It is a little cliched. <laughs> I agree. I probably should put probably... twenty cents in. Hey, but... I'm I'm all for it. The pulse, checking the pulse of. Uh, of what's going down. Because two weeks ago today, effectively, the hospital industry was largely shut down by the government. Shut down, uh, And yes. then obviously more announcements this week in terms of uh, quite helpful announcements for most hospital industries to assist in payment of those workers. But we'll get into that a little bit more with Michael. Indeed. Uh, that's for most of the workers in the hospital industry. Of course, there are the temporary visa holders, which uh, yes. is a little bit of an issue. We will talk to Michael about that. We go to market to talk with John. Yes. Uh, John needs your support. The people at the market need your support because the numbers have dropped off somewhat, which is a bit puzzling. Yeah, it is a bit. I was at the South Melbourne market yesterday. Good Um, boy. I think I mentioned this to you last week. Um, What was that? the, The markets are very empty in terms of number of people, which probably is a reflection of how many people go to the market in a tourist capacity. So you go in there to have a look around. I don't know about that. Yeah. yeah, well, maybe I, people just aren't going. I don't know. I I think it's more people um, just bunkering down, and maybe I think they're thinking the place to do the bunker shopping mm. because you get everything at the one place under the fluorescent lights, maybe. Is, and there might be toilet paper. Yeah, uh, yeah there is. I see so much toilet paper in the last goals I oh, went into. Okay. They had toilet paper stacked at the end of every aisle. Yeah. So I think the toilet paper crisis is over. But um, oh, that's good to know. I did also see Paran Market are uh, doing deliveries as well. So um, and some stalls in other markets are also doing deliveries. So. Do support your if not if you don't live near a market. Do support your local grocer. Yes, as opposed perhaps to one of the bigger chains. If you can, and mm. uh, that's the thing. We'll talk about that with John at the market. Um, I'd suggest you uh, you go there. And one of the great draw cards of going to the market today mm. is the fact that a there's no one on the road. Yep. B the parking is free oh. around the market on a Sunday. You Here will it. not have to pay. It's an easy walk in. Mm-hmm. 
um, go along and um, and John and all those people have some great things. Paran Market too. Don't know about the. I think you still have to pay, but you can mm-hmm. get a toasted cheese sandwich from Anthony at Maker and Munger. Yes, the greatest che- free, uh, the greatest <laughs> uh, cheese sandwich, toasted cheese sandwich in the free world. There we go. I got the free thing out. Yeah. Um, so we're going to market, and then we also check in. With our resident uh, winemaker, he makes a Prosimo wine, the wine of the future. That's what Prosimo means. Uh, Duncan Buchanan. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to have a, a bit of a chat to him. Did you see that because the, the demand for wine gone through the roof? So if you look at sort of retail outlets now, they've in the last week have introduced a... Uh, a of, maximum, I think it's twelve bottles of visit or something you can buy. Yeah, easy, um, and no easy more. tiger. Yeah, <laughs> come yes. on, you know. And I, did, I saw on the news actually this week, and it was just the, the it was the I'm going to say it, the Dan Murphy's just around the corner here from Triple R in East Brunswick, and mm. the queues were just no way. People were panic buying booze. So uh, you don't want to take people's drugs away. Well, that's yeah. And we spoke about this last week, didn't <laughs> yes. we? There are three legal drugs, and if you threaten the even hint at one of them. The supply. Ah! <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's uh, look, it's it's going to be okay. Um, it is mm. April amnesty here yep. at the station. We should mention this. Uh, one of the things that unfortunately has slightly imperiled the continuation of the station. Yep. Um, have a look at my Instagram because I write a little bit of a thing about all that. Yep. Camp Smith Eat It. Yeah, yeah. check it out. And you put the recipes up there too. It's worth worth following. No, you too can't. Yeah. No, you too yeah. can't. Yeah. Um, but uh, the fact is uh, uh, revenue's gone off a cliff because normally you didn't even bother getting it. Matt. No, the little sheet. No, I've, we've got. What, what do we do before we come in the, the station? Normally before have we little, hit go button. A little bit of A4 paper that shows us all the sponsorship announcements. Mm-hmm. And normally there's, I don't know, five, ten, somewhere. So Some, got, sometimes you get a little bit a, a bit annoyed. It's like, oh, there's so many. Yes. How are we going to do the show with all these interruptions, we T- say? Today we've got three. And I think two of them are internal announcements. So yeah, good, uh, okay. that's just a demonstration of, because, of course, the events industry is shut down. The hospitality industry, as we know, mm-hmm. is shut down. Mm-hmm. The live arts industry is shut down. Yeah. Um, and so quite apart from the livelihood of the of the artists and the people who um, rely on those industries, the people who pour you a beer, the people who... Um, um, clean the venues, all of these people. Um, there's no need to promote them. There's no need to promote them. No. So so that's a, a direct threat to the viability of Triple R in the very uh-huh. short term. So I know I think we're all a bit donated out. We went through the bushfires and we donated lots Willingly. of money. Mm. Um, and, uh, and we've got a lot to play out in terms of what COVID-19 means for everyone in Australia. But we would ask uh, via April Amnesty if, if you can support Triple R, if you're not a subscriber, and you can stump up the uh, the subscription rates. Um, it's probably more meaningful now than ever. Indeed. And uh, all you need to do is go to triplr.org yeah. and uh, there's a donate button. It's only it's, it's 85 bucks. There we go. For a yeah. full subscription um, and to keep us on here. if you have been uh, recently made uh, redundant, yes. there's probably a good chance you could get a concession. I think you probably so, could. You yes. know, yes. hey, this is... Drops it to 40. Drops um, it to 40. But I really do think in these times when... Um, you know, we spoke about this last year during the radiothon, but the the need for a community is greater now than ever, especially as people, um, you know, might be falling out of work. And and at Triple R, I think, um, you know, we run it live local twenty four seven, and we have folks like you and I, Cam, who just come in here and talk at you. And it's one of those things that makes Melbourne, Melbourne. He here. Yeah, he's he's mm. to that. All right. Um. Oh, and also, we got a just a quick thank you to Erin Stevens. Mm. She's uh, the woman who did volunteer. Who did the great artwork? You can find her on Instagram as yes. well at frangie.panic. Frangie.panic. So Ooh. thank you, Erin. You've nailed it. Yeah. Your station you in isolation. isolation. And uh, while we're doing, oh, we're poignant. One of the poignant yeah. things um, that has happened, because there's so many poignant things in the restaurant world, like. Um, uh, one of the things we have is time mm. to contemplate things. And yes. I was contemplating all these empty spaces yes. which have been so bustly and vibrant. One of the ones that personifies this city is Florentino. Yep. Let's face it, not many of us can afford to go upstairs and eat there. No. Uh, but, yeah, cellar bar or maybe the occasion, the grill, whatever. Cellar bar's but great. Cellar bar's great. Mm. But it's just the very, very notion of having those tables and chairs at the top of Burke Street Hill, which sort of makes us think there's a continuity. Everything's sort of all right. Mm. One of the things that's a little bit poignant about the closing of 
Florentino up mm. on the hill is Dot. Dot or Dorothy. And Dorothy <laughs> yes. has been taken off the premises. What is Dot or Dorothy, you may ask? What, what are you talking what about, Ken? What are you Ken? talking about? It's the sourdough starter. If we were in a Bourdain novel, it might be called something else. Yes, and that's true. Those of you who have read that would know what I'm referring to. But Dot is uh, currently in the Grossy house, yes. being fed, being nurtured, and uh, being kept alive. And we look so forward to the day. So the sourdough can, can live on. Yeah. And and look, it's, it's actually yeah. quite timely because you can't. yeast is one of the things very difficult to get at the moment. Um, Apparently so. So if you, you, know, if you, you normally just get your yeast from a supermarket, right, or from, from a market or whatever, but it's quite hard to get. So yeah. got to keep our sourdough starters alive. Yeah, yeah right. And uh, while we're at it, talking about uh, things like that, maybe we go one, two, three. What's, what's that in your mouth? Well, uh, what's that in your mouth? Matt, you were telling me about how you made... Oh, I made just... A, tomato a, soup, oh. but... Not as we know. Well, it's, it's just the, brilliant. Sim- the simplest. This is probably the easiest thing you could ever cook. And it's just yummy and it's delicious and it's 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 cheap. Tick. It's vegan. Tick. tick all of these things. Yeah. And it's actually, I just... How do you make it, Matt? I, I bastardised a Jamie Oliver recipe. But anyway, uh, two Ooh. kilograms of tomatoes. What sort of tomatoes? Any old tomatoes. All right, hey. You know what? Supermarket tomatoes, totally fine. Fine. Okay. Whatever you can get your hands on. Um, <laughs> Why do I sound feel like we're doing a dodgy brothers? <laughs> Go to the... It doesn't matter. Like fine. Encouraging you. Yeah, okay. So fine. What sort of tomatoes? Any old tomatoes. Yeah, what do you do with them? So two kilos of tomatoes. Yeah. Two onions. Yeah. And probably half a head of garlic. So what's that? Six cloves. So you chop... Depends on the head. Chop yes. everything in half. Yeah. Whack it on a baking tray. Salt, pepper, olive oil, then in a hot oven. How hot? 200. Whoa. One hour. One hour? One hour? Yeah. Well, that's a bit. So okay. you've got your, your tomatoes, your onions, your garlic. So you're really concentrating those sugars. Oh, yeah. Oh, tell and you then what. You get the tray. Do they burn? You don't want to burn them, oh, though. A little, little bit of crispiness on the onion. A little bit of crunchy. It was good. <laughs> I turned into get, Italian house. Hello. Get the tray out. Crunchy. You tip the tray into a big pot. Into the pot. You put in... Bit of bakey? No. No bacon. Vegan. Stop it. Put in a litre of veggie stock. Yes. I used powdered stock. I'm not too proud to admit it. Hey, it's all right. Nothing wrong with it. I figure if we're all just getting around doing business meetings in our pyjamas, I can use bloody powdered stock. Powdered stock. Huh? And you just bubble it away for 10 minutes and then stick blend it. And that's it. Oh, a bit of bread. Did you skim it at all? Did it need skimming? Nah. Nah. Bay leaf? Oh, you could. I would. If you've got a bit of basil uh, in At your the garden, end. Uh, you can whack that in there too. But yeah, it's just, it's. There it is. Uh, tomatoes, onions, garlic in the oven. Boom. Then shove it in the pot. Boom. Stick blend with some veggie stock. Yeah. And, and a bit of bread in there as well, just to sort of give oh, it a bit brodo, of body. Oh, That's all you need. Yeah, very nice. I'll put it on Twitter so you can do it at home. I think you do this. Very nice. What about you, Cam? What's been in your mouth? I did drunken fried rice. (laughs) We were talking about this. Normally, if you have a recipe like drunken chicken, what you normally do is that you're cooking whatever it is you're cooking in alcohol. In the alcohol rather than the chef is is (laughs) swirling in alcohol cooking. You took a different approach. Yeah, I did. I I got myself pretty drunk yesterday because, I don't know, it was just... I needed a drink, yeah. you know, and, and I'm sure there's people out there that might concur. I think we're all going through yeah, it. it was like <laughs> I need to rub red wine into my head, yeah, and then I thought I need to cook some food. Luckily, yes, um, I'd had rice the day before, and that, the secret of great fried rice is having some um, cold rice in a cooker. Yes, um, I was using medium grain. I'd say don't use basmati for fried rice because it's not really. You could, but yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'd, you know I'd go, what I mean? I'd go long grain if you if you have any. But you, you want something a little bit clingy. Yeah, you can even do it with jasmine. Anyway, what you do? Um, what did I do? I just raided the fridge. Yep. Well, I got the fridge. Oh, I hope I don't chop my hands. Um, and um, I ended up with uh, some carrots, some spring onions. I had a bit of cacciatore because you know yes. they. Uh, it's good to put the lup gung into, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Chinese sausage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's nice if you have those nice dried prawns. Didn't have any of those. Mm. Um, so I put that in. Coriander stem. Yeah, nice. That's yep. that's really, really good. Um, uh, uh, some onion. Um, and what I basically did was I fried up all uh, those ingredients. Mm. And, um, and then to that I added a bit of... Soya sauce. I had some XO sauce. Nice. Which yes. is a great thing to have. Yes. And a little bit of that hot um, 
the, the hot chili bean paste. Like tubanjang? Yep. And yeah, I, yeah. Oh, I also had some fresh chili in there as well. But anyway, it's just a matter of just getting a whole bunch of stuff together. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just actually looking at the photo because I'm trying to remember what I actually did. <laughs> put, going, put, put the egg in there? Or? Wow. Yeah, yes. Normally you finish with a. With oh, a there we go. Too. There it is. I had some bean shoots. I had some red capsicum. I had spring onions, which was a must. Oh, some crappy old peas from the back of the freezer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they were good. Some ginger, some garlic, and um, also some. Uh, Chili. So I did the um, uh, whipped up the egg. Yep. Did that first, yep. very, like a crepe. Take that out, ah, cut that very, very thinly, yes, yes. and then you add that at the end. You put in um, the exo sauce, bit of soy sauce, and a tiny little bit of water. Then just move the rice around. Mm-hmm. Cooked it as hard as I could, so you get that breath of the wok. Mm-hmm. Added um, the egg at the end mm-hmm. into bowls. Uh, put a slice of lime in it and and squeeze that. I went, oh, that wasn't a great idea. Um, but um, it was only just on the little bit on the top. But I guess what that is is we are all getting to be able to cook more at home. We are, yes. We're going to find out what Michael Harden's been cooking at home, how he's been dealing with it yes. in his brutalist bunker that he lives in. Uh, <laughs> Michael Harden coming on next here on 3 RFM. Bit of music first. Uh, from 2019, Charlotte Gainsbourg. Oh, this is phasey and nice. It is a bit phasey, isn't it's it? It's good for a grey day. Yeah. And a happy ending. It's <laughs> nice. Yeah, I reckon that sounds like a show for Michael Harden. Michael Harden, oh, you there? That my, is that my cue? Right, okay. <laughs> yeah, Hi. well, hey, listen, dude, we didn't have the trumpets and the fanfare for you that you requested. Uh, no, I, I, thought, I thought I asked for a, the sound of a chopper lifting off. Yeah, I thought that yeah. would have been, been better. So, I know. Or, or a cork being pulled from a bottle. Yes, and, and handles, handles water music, which I, you, I, know, <laughs> I know you think has been written for you as you are carried aloft to whatever restaurant you are, you are supposed to go to. But times yeah, are different. My, um, yeah, that's my uh, that's that's what I have as my alarm, just so that I can wake up to that every morning. <laughs> Sire, you're you're ready. The toilet is ready for you. Ah, thank you. Um, how you doing in there in the uh, the brutalist bunker that you're living in? Um, I am doing as well as can be uh, can be done at this stage. I have uh, I spent the morning uh, mainlining Dolly Parton music, so I'm feeling um, like I'm on a on a on a cloud really? right now. Sort of, but, you know, the sec the secular saint has put me in the right mood. A bit, so, of, bit of Jolene. Yeah, a little bit of Jolene, a little bit of, you know, I will always love you, here you come again, you know, the whole oh, lot. Great, you know, well, nine, a, nine to five? Oh yeah, gotta do that. <laughs> okay, gotta do that. All right. Well, that's that's good. Well, it's nice to be have uh, to wake up and be motivated. Oh, that's uh, that's all right. Matt's Matt's onto it. It's, we have a bit. Of, we had phase shifted music before. Now we have phase shifted uh, conversations. But um, we right. wanted to first of all, um, before we started, we wanted to throw a bouquet to Danny Valent. Oh my God! Yep, yeah. Speaking of speaking of legends, like you know, yep. she's been so. Danny's been so fantastic. Who's Danny um, Valent for those that um, don't know? She she is a food writer, journalist. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, she's um, extraordinaire. She's great, great reviewer. Great reviewer. Well, but but she has um, she's also been doing really good work for the industry and sort of support like ways of supporting the industry, not just restaurants but workers in the restaurants. And particularly at the moment, she's doing she's. Uh, banging the drum for temporary visa holders who are in a pretty pretty tire position right now. Yep, and um, she has actually uh, started a petition which has been intercepted. No, that's not the quiet word. Um, has been taken up by uh, Change.org. Change.org, yeah. Yep, and uh, you can sign that petition because... Well, it, we, we are. We're looking at uh, a humanitarian crisis that is with in our borders for the people who have pretty much fed us um, and looked after us and they need a little bit of help, I think. Absolutely. It's sort of like, in, you know, it's like it's all very easy to go, oh, well, it's time for you to go home now. But yeah, a lot how? of them do not, you know, cannot go home. So uh, we need to sort of uh, deal with reality rather than fantasy land, I think, with this. Yeah, got it. So if you go to uh, change.org, you can see that. And um, as um, is put there, there's some um, a crisis on five fronts, humanitarian, health, resources, economic and 
also security. So I would say to everybody should have a little read about that, have a think about that, and we should be supporting those people who have um, kept us fed and well, have made have made our industry possible and have made it as good as it as it has been in the past. Yes. So uh, if we want it there again, we're going to need these people helping us out. Yep. So uh, thanks, let's buddy. Support them. All yep. right. So well done, Danny, for bringing that up. Um, let's get on to things we have. Oh, it's it's like tumbleweed going through a lot of the restaurants, but there's been a lot who are still making a fist of it that they are shaking their fist um, against closure. And uh, you've yeah, been yeah, doing absolutely. your best to support them. I know Matt has been doing his Look, best to support them. I had to uh, last night. I just had to do it because it's like it's one of those things that just because it's there. So I had um, I had takeaway Distasia. Oh, you did it last night. So yeah, did Ronnie it come to the just, door? I was really quite disappointed that I yeah. didn't get Ronnie personally, but yes. uh, you know, but I, but you know, it's kind of like there was one of the one of the waiters that I know from from uh, from one of the restaurants came and dropped it off, and um, all all with no touching and all with distancing and everything. Yes. And I had delicious Dostasio food, including like a fantastic caprese salad. I had a beautiful chicken broth with noodles. I had their mm. famous lasagna yes. and uh, like a batter. Probably my, I think I ate my body weight in chocolate mousse. So, um, you know, it was... Uh, Mainlined. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I'm not going to be able to leave the brutalist bunker at the end of all this because I will be obese. Yes. So. Well, there's, uh, there will be a bit of that. Yeah, Matt uh, said, you, what, you had spatchcock last night? Yeah, I had, um, I had it last night too. <laughs> hey, there and, you go. Uh, we had the, the polenta, the beef polenta is just next oh, level. And, uh, yeah. yeah, it's really, really worth uh, mm. checking it out if you haven't already. And it's not it's overly... Tra- and it actually, it actually travels well too. I'm surprised about how well it travels. Yes, so. it's just, just avoid the chocolate souffle. That's probably <laughs> be my, my thing that I would say. Uh, to do now, if you want to find out who is still open, we would uh, say go to Broadsheet. Also, there is an app called Glide, I think it's called. I'm just looking at my phone. Yeah, and uh, um, the, the Melbourne Food and Wine um, website is very, very good for all of this stuff oh, as great. well. They're sort of like doing live stuff. Um, yeah, and like, you know, looking at the sort of things that are going that, that you're kind of cooking at home, there's a few more now that where they'll sort of deliver meal packs, like I know Ballerina. Um, I yep. had them Maddie's last week. That. I had the most delicious pork empanadas that are super easy, and they and they come with a little tub of aioli to eat with them. And if you and if you you're not into pork, then they do that. They did last. They bought me some wild mushroom empanada Yum. as well. So yeah, exactly. And, and I think Matt sort of he's worked out the pastry by now. Um, oh God, I'm getting, I'm getting the I'm <laughs> getting the wind up from uh, from. But before we do go. Um, we've uh, one of the things just give me one more minute Matt because we were also saying recipe books at this stage are very very good what are your recommendations recipe book wise all right, I'm using, at the moment, I'm a huge fan of Kylie Kwong's Simple Chinese Cooking yep. and Tony Tan's Hong Kong Food City. I'm trying to determine that I will master every recipe in that book before wow. this is over. Okay, yeah. that's, so. um, uh, that's a bit of a challenge. My recommendation is Adam Liao, Adam's Big Pot, Asian After Work. These are the books that are the most uh, spilled on and the most used. Uh, anything to do with Karen Martini, um, I agree, and yep. uh, I have a challenge for you, my friend. Mm-hmm. Um, it was going to be Snapper a la Craft, uh, <laughs> but I'm I'm going to be I'm going to be nice to you, and uh, my challenge to you is to do as the South Australians do and make in your home a pie floater. I refuse. It's against it's against everything I believe in. Oh, you're such a bitch sometimes. <laughs> Come on, you can make pea soup and put a pie in it. Okay. All right. Um, you, you're going to be on Breakfasters um, because you've got uh, that gig? Yeah, yeah, on Wednesday morning. So we're going to okay. be chatting, chatting, about, uh, chatting about, you know, where you, can, uh, where you can shop and what you can do at the markets around town. All right. Well, we need to go. Um, it's a delight to hear from you, my friend. Yeah, uh, thank you for calling. And it's great to hear your voice and to, uh, you know, it's brilliant that you guys are, are in there kind of spreading the word and making sure we're all eating right. Oh, thank you, mate. And uh, look, I look forward to seeing you and drinking about 10 Negronis with you. Yeah, yeah. See yeah. you at the bar at Gerald's. I'll be there for the rest of my life once this is over. <laughs> yeah, so. I know. Sazerac Corner. All right. Yeah. 12.30. Okay. We've got to thank move you. on. 
Uh, we're moving on. He's gone, Michael Harden. Um, I'm in trouble with two minutes over time. Uh, it's no good. We're going to go to market after this. Let's do it. Uh, John, it's kind of nice. I see that your, your gloves are, are matching your eyes. Well, no, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> These are beautiful blue gloves. I know I definitely don't have blue eyes. Uh, lovely, lovely blue gloves. Yeah, well, they're sort of, yeah, sort of matching your collar there. Um, how are you travelling? Yeah, not too bad considering. Uh, I'm a little bit cooler than what I like. I'm wearing jeans, which I haven't worn since last year, and I'm wearing a jumper and had a jacket on before, so it's a rather strange sensation. And the sun doesn't even look promising, so... It doesn't look like it to come out. It's yeah. Melbourne, so it's definitely reminding us that the change of um, seasons and, well, weather more than anything is happening, but we're still very, very lucky. Yeah, and, and the first thing you've got to show me is something that doesn't really appear right. You're, um, it, we are moving into late autumn, the start of winter, although that's, um, that's still a while away, but you've got the most beautiful looking little zucchinis with flowers. God, they're sexy. They are, and they're from a beautiful place. From? Queensland. It says Yaltaka Fields, a strange name. Yeah. Zucchini flowers, they're grown by um, the Millard family up in Wilson's Pocket, Queensland, yeah. which I'd say is up there somewhere. Oh, yeah, They'd right. have to be... Just going down Yeltaka Road, 56. <laughs> Yeltaka Road, if anyone's looking. <laughs> uh, there's a phone number here, we won't do that, but... Um, what have we got? Class one? Yeah, they certainly there, are. There's 16 baby zucchinis in there. They're um, uh, five centimetres long and they've got this beautiful, nice, vibrant-looking flower on the end. Sort of yellow going to that glorious orange. Yeah, definitely yeah. a glorious orange. <coughs> and, and these plants are cultivated and uh, given love specifically for these little zucchini. And tricked. Um, Yes. So <laughs> I mean, they've been swindled. Yeah. Basically, it's like, definitely. Hey, no, come on, grow. It's uh, it's the right time of year. So are these under some glasshouse somewhere? You reckon, or they're out in the field? Yeah, I think um, they may be out in the field during summer, but um, mm. when it gets cooler, they're definitely growing in plastic igloos. Mm. Uh, maybe even big glasshouses. Who knows? Why? Okay, and I'll ask the obvious question. It's a real Dorothy Dixer. Why are they so good? They are so good because they're babies, and yeah. anything in a baby stage is always beautiful. You look at a child, child's always happy. Mm. Um, it's cute. Cute. Yeah. Uh, full of um, life. That's what I was looking for. Yeah, life. And yeah. these are definitely full of life. The plant has produced a zucchini and a beautiful flower to propagate seeds. So mm. this is in its baby stage, so it's still not thinking about that final step in life. Yeah, the whole so, biological imperative or yeah. botanical imperative is right here in front of us. That's right. And also the great thing about um, little zucchinis and when they first start growing is the flavour. Definitely the flavour. Yeah. It's, it's all there because they um, pop up overnight mm. and, they, and they grow really quick. Um, a lot of times in summer, if you go past it today and it's very small, tomorrow it might even be too big to mm. to call a small zucchini. It's huge. Yeah. Um, but these little ones, they all have a, a beautiful job to do. Um, what I like to do is we um, crumb them and fry them. A lot of people stuff them with the beautiful cheeses. That's more your type of thing, isn't it? A little bit of, bit of ricotta, maybe. Uh... Goat's cheese, yeah. Yeah, look at you. Yeah. Isn't it funny how you can accuse someone of a certain... Yeah, yeah. I, bet, yeah I, bet, I bet you like goat's cheese in that. <laughs> Mate, you read me well then. Yeah. You did. I know you. I know you. I know where you're going with this. Yeah, goat's cheese is good in it. Uh, ricotta cheese is amazing. Um, if you're a bit of a meat eater, you can a little bit of cham- a little bit of ham in there. Is yeah, is you nice know, as well. I think every culture cooks them, and every culture mm. cooks them differently. Yep. Um, even even just throwing in top of uh, steaming vegetables the last minute. Yep. Just to warm them through, because you get that little bit of a crunch and the flour stays, and you got that beautiful colour uh, on top of your dish, which is good. Well, how many trays do you got? People should come on down and get some. Oh, we've got about eight or nine left. Now, yeah. we're selling them 17 a tray. There's 16, 15, 16. I counted yeah. 16 in this one, oh, right. uh, which is about a buck a piece. Now, normally they sell a $20 wholesale a tray. Um, we did a deal. It only gives me a couple of dollars, but it's to give people a treat, to remind them that there's still life around and life's meant to be lived. So I might have to take it. a photo of these and... Uh, 
folks who can check it out on Cam Smith Eat It Instagram. Yeah, or have you done it on your um, Instagram? No, I haven't. Oh. We haven't had time. But if oh. Cam gets lucky, he might get a train. He might cook it and, and show us the end result. All right. Well, uh, yeah, with the goat's cheese. Um, all right, let's move on. The, the thing, the imperative, the thing that we've got to get to people is that here you are. Here you are working your guts out um, as a fresh alternative to the supermarkets and more people need to come down. They do because um, we, we've had a, a not a very good week, but a reasonable week which will allow yeah. me to pay the bills. Last mm. week was rather tragic. Yep. Um, I just want to remind people to eat veggies, fresh veggies and live because some people have forgotten. We had a couple of ugly people yesterday that um, demanded that we have um, non-cash facilities. Well, you know, it's not easy to wave a one and get a machine in a hurry, so mm-hmm. we're still doing cash because we've always done cash um, because we serve a lot of older customers who don't want to pay yeah. with a card. But, yeah, you know, and this lady wasn't even wearing gloves or a mask and she got upset and threw the tomatoes at my staff and I wasn't very happy about Whoa. that. But the rest of the people have been Whoa. so polite and yeah. friendly and endearing, I makes up for it. So we'll get over that real quick. And it's also that whole thing of that. It is. Um, most of the people are pretty good. 99%. A lot, a lot are awesome, and then there's a few that aren't so good. Now, the other thing is uh, also, if I can motivate people to come down today, it doesn't take long to get here because there's no traffic. Oh. It's a good outing if you need to just, if the walls are closing in. Also, the very, very fact that you can get free parking around here. A lot of the times... On the weekends, weekdays, it's a bit of a drag because, um, well, Six the parking people here. Yeah, and the parking's expensive. So, yeah, okay, come on down. That's uh, yeah. that's it. Come down, and we got everything. Most of this stuff was picked three or four days ago at the worst. Mm. You know, and not to lag on supermarkets continually, but their turnaround timetable's 10, 15 days. Who knows? Yeah, right. Um, and and they're not shy charging people for veggies. So, you know, we... Uh, we've noticed. Yeah, yeah. And, and toilet paper and so on, because, you know, yeah, yeah, we're the good guys. We've got toilet paper, but it's double the price of what it normally is. Ooh, I didn't so, know. I look, I haven't seen that. But um, yeah, well, one yeah. thing, I'm looking around and I'm seeing beautiful stuff. I'm noticing that capsicums have come down in yeah, price. back to five bucks a kilo. They were 10 to 15 before because they were short. Mm. Um, there's an abundance of everything. If you look across... Uh, at Stephen's stall, he's got fruit and veg. He's got all the Chinese veggies there. They're jumping. He's got a few of um, uh, the normal veggies and the fruit. And avocados, an abundance. one dollar. Yeah, avocados for a dollar, and they're not bad. They're not huge, Sammy. Yeah. They're not huge, but you know, it's enough to cut one in half and probably share with another person. Yes. Uh, if not, you cut two. Yeah, make, um, make guacamole. Yeah, and there's plenty of bananas and the end of the peaches and stuff. It's not a mandarin over there, is it? It is, but I'd say the Bianchi Doodle Dandy style. Oh, Yankee Doodle Dandy. I've yeah. never heard you refer to American fruit as Yankee Doodle Dandy. All right, stay away. Stay well, away. you know, I've got to watch myself. I don't want to be too abrasive. When have you st- what? What's ever stopped you before? I'm... Yeah, yeah, because I'm upset about other things, and, and you okay. know, when, you, right. when you're not happy about things, you, 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 you do and say things you shouldn't say, so I'm very wary of that. Unlike some other people. Wow, here we go, John. Restraint. It's yeah, lovely. Restraint. It's lovely. Unusual. Unusual. Yeah. Hey. I'll admit to that. Hey, and I get reminded by my female customers every day. Dear diary, you won't <laughs> believe this, but... All right, um, before we move on to things, um, how's Franca going? What's she feeding you? What's on your table? Are you uh, keeping yourself fed? Yeah, too fed, if anything. Yeah. Um, Last night I got a beautiful minestrone. It had elbow pasta in it. It had bolotti beans. Elbow pasta? Yeah, it had um, a little bit of endive in it. It had carrots and tomato and green beans. No, because we don't use parmesan. We use a pecorino cheese. Um, Because in the earlier days when the parmesan was available, it was either very dry and, and strong or hard to get. So, you know, there's always and, been around. But and there's the cultural memory of where you've come from. And yeah, that's true. Because you come from the south, it's, yeah, it's the sheep pecorino. milk pecorino. Okay. Yeah, so um, we put so the pecorino... So you got a on, Yeah. Uh, the, with a pecorino on top. Yeah. And then I bought some beautiful salmon last week. Uh, I bought the whole fillet and Franca chopped it up and she made fish and chips. Oh, really? What else can you ask hey, for? Hey, red fish and chips. Yeah, she, she crisped up the skin in the oven, and it was just to wow. die for. 
maybe two minutes to cook for my son, but he wasn't there, so it didn't matter because he likes his oh, pink good. in the middle. Um, <laughs> And, and Franco likes most of her meat and fish cremated. Cooked so. all the way through. <laughs> yeah, Cooked yeah. all the way through. Okay, yes, yes. Good. So, um, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. Any, well, and, any that, good desserts you've been doing? Yeah, I had bread and butter pudding after that. Woo! Um, I had a little bit of uh, a pizza. Then we make a white pizza with the uh, spent fat from the pork. When we do sausages... Mm. Um, we get the pork and we melt it down in the oven. The lard, though. Yeah, the lard, you, yeah. we don't use it anymore. We give it to someone else. Some of them make soap with it. Some mm. of it use it in a cooking to make the pastry. Mm. If you make the best pastry, you need lard. Yeah. So with all that, um, what do they call it, gristle that's left, we put that through a pizza dough mm. and we make it. It's um, like a blind-baked pizza, but with that fatty stuff in the middle, it makes it really soft and moist. And if you cook it a little bit longer, it's crunchy like a biscuit. Uh, and, and unfortunately, Kip saying, eat me, eat me. And, and I ate some and of did. that as well. And yes. Well. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that made for a full belly last night. Yeah. And then a little bit of coffee as well. And who am I to complain? Right. Uh, um, uh, bread and butter pudding. What sort of, are you using like a pastadura bread? Or what sort of bread do you use in your bread and butter pudding? Well, you, even though I'm from using... Italian background, I, we used to use a high tin once. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. because that made a beautiful bread and butter. But we had uh, pasta dura, so yeah. she used that, and that works just as well because it's not a sourdough one. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. the sourdough is not as nice in um, bread and butter pudding. Yeah, it's probably not quite right. Uh, did she put any sultanas or any fruit in it? Oh, yeah. Sultanas in the middle, a good jam on top. And then about a month ago, I bought a box of blood plums, Satsumas. Really? Right? And I was a little bit slow in eating them. And she said, well, they're in my way. What will I do? And I said, well, you know what to do. And she did. She stewed them. Whoa. So a, a coating of that went over the bread and butter pudding after it was cooked. Oh, wow. So can you imagine the intensity? Yeah. There was a lot of acid and a lot of sugar in there. Yeah. And it really made my night. It and did. fat. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, that's me at the moment. Um, but yeah, life's good. Yeah. So um, that, but, that made last night. But again, um, the one thing that's missing from the market is you, dear listener. There is, uh, there's parking everywhere. There's lots of fresh food. Um, come on down and um, say hello to John at Tomato City and yeah. go down to Bill's Farm and get yourself a Borac and get yourself a coffee at Market Lane. It's, you know, there's lots to do. And then, we haven't even gone into the protein hall or the That's meat right. hall. And, you know, everyone's um, being responsible. Some are wearing masks. Most, all of us are wearing gloves. Yeah. We change them regularly. Uh, and we're quite happy uh, because we are happy ourselves to, to meet and greet people and look after them. Pick of the market. Pick of the market. Have a look at these beautiful, shiny cherry tomatoes. We had two weeks where we didn't have any, yeah. and the new crops come on. These are a little bit greener. Yeah. But look at the shine on them and the lengths of the string. Mm. Uh, there's about 15, 20 tomatoes on the strand, and they're gorgeous. People buy them. They sit them on the bowl, walk past, pick one off, and eat them. And I say, how many days are these going to last? These should last your week. I don't think so. Two days. Mm. So, yeah, that's how good they are. And also, got, in a really hot oven, they just, you know, when they just start to split. Yeah, yeah. And then you put them next to, like, a piece of fish. It's or, so attractive. Yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah. attractive. All right. Um, and now we've got our local tomatoes. We sold out of beans because they were just so good. Oh, yeah. They are really appealing. I was selling them, uh, what we have on them, $10? Yeah. You can buy beans from 4 to $10, but, you know, you pay $4, you get $4 worth of beans. Yeah, yeah, no. All right? All right, and you've got, little, um, you've got these little artichokes too. Yeah, that's, that's another thing that shows you... It's not a pick of the market, but it's something that... Yeah, yeah, no, no, but that shows you the change of seasons as well. Yeah. The new artichokes, they, they might be a few weeks late too, but the new plants have come up. And artichokes have said, here I am. And, you know, they've got one big head that's coming on top and a few babies on side. And the guy's gone along and said, these are beautiful. Snip them off from in a box and I've got them there. You know, you cut them in half and just thin them. Not very long at all. 99% of it you eat. There's no waste, no hair in the middle. Mm. Or you can make a risotto with them. Apparently, they're the best to make risotto with. They make a nice creamy risotto. I haven't tried it, but I'm going to. All right. Oh, and we didn't talk about the uh, Cacio Pepe. Uh, I said I was going to do that. Maybe we're going to leave that till... Uh, that'll be homework for next week. And yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And we've got an abundance of eggplant. We've got an abundance of capsicums. Right. Like I said, they've come back. 
you name it, it's out there. So, you know, walk around. Yeah, get an idea of what you want to eat during the week. But have a look. If you see something better, it doesn't hurt to say, well, I'm not going to have a rice one night. I might have a, um, a steam up of veggies or a stir fry, whatever, or a Chinese stir fry. Yeah. Or just roast up some roots like I did the other week. Yeah. And, right. and to make it different, last week I got some ham hocks given to me. Yeah. They were oh, fresh. They, they, uh, they salted them for me for a few days. Yeah. We put them in the oven and they crisped up beautiful. Oh, really right. nice. Hey. Okay. We're indoors. We're all looking at the walls, but it still is. La Dolce Vita, if you come to the market, get some good stuff. Thank you, John. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Live well. Look after yourself. Keep safe. So now it's time for Duncan Buchanan's Wonderful World of Wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey? I said we don't look after you. Oh, huh? man. If only I was as sexy as that baseline. Oh. <laughs> oh, and the clavinet. Don't forget that clavinet on top of it. No, no. The baseline's all I'm interested in. Oh, suits you, sir. Suits you. Um, now, first of all, before we get on to uh, anything... Uh, we have to talk about how uh, one of the things, uh, the uh, well, some of the things that you're approaching this uh, this lockdown is by engaging with the shittiest jigsaw in the world. Oh Jesus! I was about to fling it. It is. It is possibly. It's two people that I don't particularly like, all wearing very blocky colours, so there's no detail whatsoever, apart from a hat, which I've just nailed today. I'll send you a photo, Cam. Oh, you yeah, finished the um, hat. Kind of. There's one piece missing, but I'm close to taking it across the room, but I'm not going to do that because it's a bad example for my family. Yeah, that's it. Now, can you tell us exactly who are these two people that you don't actually agree with? <laughs> you bastard, Cam. It's Kate and Will. Yeah, the two royals. Royals. Yeah, the two bloody royals. <laughs> Useless royals. Now in jigsaw form, so you have to stare at them and uh, with a monochrome background. Yeah. Fun times. No wonder no, we drink. I no, I don't. I don't think it's fun times. I don't know. It just gives you a distraction, though. I mean, yeah. you know, we're all doing it from home, so I sort of want to pass. You know, I look look at them, you know, sideways through slitted eyes. I cry. I'll put one more piece in <laughs> <Sorry>. you, and uh, <laughs> and it distracts you for a couple of minutes. All right. Well, um, as the owner of. Uh Prosimo wines, the wines yeah. of the future. Well, that's the, that's the one my brother likes to know. Because you know that means wines of the future. I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't really want it like that. It sounds like something out of Futurama or something. But, you know, anyway, that's it. But, hey, yes, you're saying, as the owner of Prosimo wines. Yes, which, uh, of course, are available. How do we get your wines? You've got an Instagram thingy, haven't you? Yeah, you can go just hit me up, Duncan Buchanan, on Instagram. Um, all these wines are prosperous. Or, I mean, go and support some locals. Uh, Seddon Wine Store has it. Uh, all the McCoppin stores have them. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? On the Peninsula, uh, Ryan Independent Wine Shop, Blair Gowry IGA. Yeah, all, all fish and chip shops. The Blair Gowry IGA. Now, that's <laughs> specialised, buddy. It is good. Now, that's a really good bottle shop. Chris is a stellar bloke. He all does right. a very, very good job down there. It sounds weird promoting an IGA, but that's a very, very good bottle shop. Yeah, Blair Gary, IG. Oh, anyway, um, now, vintage. Vintage 2020, a, uh, a funny season for some, terrifying for others, and, oh, let's face it, heartbreaking for, for some as well. Yeah, um, yeah, it was weird, Cam. Like, I remember when we all used to hang out, we were able to see each other. It seems like it seems yeah. a lifetime ago. Yes. Um, but, you know, we had... We and had, drink. Uh, there, was a, yeah, <laughs> there was a pretty shitty weather during... Um, during spring, which gave us bad fruit set, which means there's just not as much fruit on the vine. So we had low crops anyway. A bit and of then, hen and egg? Uh, chicken, and, chicken and egg. I know, I just like to chicken, do that. No, hen and, hen and chicken. Yeah, hen and chicken, yeah which came first. So just, yeah, which, which means <laughs> that you get uh, uneven uh, growing of the bunches, which uh, ain't exactly so good. Right. Yep. Exactly right. So that... But um, given that it was weird, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because we had all that wet weather in January, February, mm. and it was um, you get some bunch, some uh, molds that can form inside the bunch, and if those bunches are really well formed and full of grapes, yeah, they will um, you're screwed. Burst. Exactly. So because you had these somewhat um, oh, scraggly looking bunches, a lot of a lot of disease uh, didn't set in, which was which was good, but. We're all picked. I'm going to be pressing my wines tomorrow off skin. So I think, I mean, 
overall, people are pretty happy with what's coming, but it's late, Cam. I mean, there's still, you know, we were picking fruit. I picked my Pinot last year in late February. I didn't take it off until the 18th of March this year. Yes. Which is, it's a, that's a positive for, well, for the varieties I deal with, they're the real positive because they like to ripen in cooler weather. So they, I'm stoked with all mine this year. There's not a lot of them, but um, I'm really happy. I know saying the same thing. Ooh. It's a, um, it's a, um, it's a low vintage, but there's some pretty good quality there. Not for everyone. Yeah, okay. did, Yeah, there, yeah, there, there were other issues like smoke and that. that well, yeah, let's let, let let's acknowledge those because. Um, the funny thing is with uh, COVID-19 that um, is the thing that is just right in front of our two eyeballs for, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's remember back in the fact that uh, uh, January, uh, December, we had fires all over the place. We mm-hmm. saw vineyards which were burnt out in the mm-hmm. Adelaide Hills, just burnt out, and that's not supposed to happen. So they need to be acknowledged. I mean, some of those poor... Wine growers uh, won't be back on track for what five, six years. It depends on how bad it was. I mean, you've got various levels, varying levels of smoke damage that can occur. You've got obviously, you know, if your vineyard burns on the ground, that's pretty, pretty severe damage. You don't that's get a bad. lot of wine out of that. Yep. Yeah, it's bad. But then the other end of it, you can just get the actual the the, taint, the smoke contained in your fruit. So you'll end up with these. I think we've spoken about this one too. Yep. It'll end up in bad cases. It'll end up, you know, smelling like someone's used some burnt bacon as an ashtray. Um, but then the other end, you know, we can get some very light smoke time. But uh, there's, yeah, there's a few people that were that were put to it. But people are, people are much better prepared and much more aware of what smoke will do to wines now. So they won't produce wines from it. They just go, no, I'm just not going to do it. And a few people have said that they declared 2020 a non-vintage. They're like, no, I'm not going to do it. But the um, the interesting thing is, Cam, is a question you put to me. And listeners, believe it or not, Cam Smith rings me up and gives me homework. He goes, Duncan, your homework assignment for this week is. Yes. Don't break the illusion, Duncan. Yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> yes. The, um, but they, they are looking to make, um, as you asked the other day, they're looking to make hand sanitizer out of uh, potentially out of smoke kind of wines. And the answer is. You most certainly can. All you know, what, what you need is alcohol, but it does a bit deeper. And so the, it has to be done with the approval of the TJ, the Therapeutic Goods Association. Yeah. Now, and up until up until now, you needed um, medical-grade alcohol to make hand sanitizer, but they've, they're rushing through some legislation. In a, a, I mean, a, a ridiculous display of bipartisanship on behalf of our government. But they, um, there's just so much stuff getting through to make it easier on people, but they're making it so that you can use food-grade alcohol or ethanol mm. to make uh, hand sanitizer. It doesn't have to be medical-grade. So that opens up people with, you know, sport wines or young wines that don't want a bottle. It's, it's expensive. It's not, a great, it's not a great outcome, but it gives a use for some wines aren't, uh, that aren't going to be bottled, you know, good enough to go in a bottle. And here's the problem, though, Duncan, is uh, that, uh, uh, again, when we were talking and doing a little bit of homework and, well, just having a nice yep. little chin wag too, which is kind of nice, uh, was the, the fact that not many vineyards are uh, equipped with stills on premise. I mean, I can think of maybe Kellybrook have got a still because they've got, uh, at the, down there in, where's Kellybrook? Wonga Park, because they yeah. have apples and they make a bit of apple jack, a bit of apple, um, yeah. apple cider. Uh, brandy, yeah. um, but uh, most uh, most places wouldn't have the capability to make uh, alcohol. Would that be no, 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 not at all. It's a fairly. It is a bit of a. I mean, you've got to mm. you've got to distill it a couple of times. Get, I think you know. I mean, you've got to get up to ninety percent alcohol. It, it has to be. It has to be seventy percent. Your hand sanitizer needs to be seventy percent alcohol to be effective at all. So really, okay. They they. Yeah, they generally chickle it up to about 90%, then they add their flavours or smells or whatever it may be, then yes, the factors to make it actually work as a um, as a hand sanitizer. So once they add those bits and pieces to it, it sort of dilutes it back to the, you know, somewhere above that 70% mark. But it, these people, I, I very much does come across um, some bloke in the UK that's doing it with, you know, dodgy bottles of Chardonnay or something on a very small scale. But I don't think, to do it at scale, you would need to send it off to a place that actually does it for you, that is equipped to do it. You know, it's not a, um, you know, <laughs> boutique hand sanitizer. Yes. <laughs> it's really fly. You know, it needs to, so, you know, it would be sent off to other places. 
Well, let's hope that maybe some of them can take advantage of that. Uh, we were also speaking of the places, well-known distillers that uh, are now making hand sanitizers. I know that uh, uh, Cam down there at Four Pillars uh, yep. is yep. Uh, is doing that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I mean, they're, and they're like you say, they've they're set up. They've got machinery to be able to distill yeah. to, you know, to get the alcohol high enough in order to do it. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's a it's a, it's a very I mean, and it just shows the adaptability. This is a, as we we're chatting about the other day. It's like cool. Yeah, it's got lemons. Let's uh, let's get some lemonade on the go. We can sort of you know the and with you know the the downturn that we've had in the industry because you know the bars, restaurants, and cafes are shut. So there's yep. that's who I sell. That's who I sell to. And the only one left is retail. So you've got to be good with retail. But you know, just chatting with other other people in the industry, they're like, cool. We'll get through. We'll figure a way. It's going to make it difficult for a lot of people. But I just you know, I see a lot of people, and just the resilience—it just blows me away. So people are like, "Oh, well, just another blip on the radar. We'll be right." And it's you know, the people are just—they just keep on with it. You know? Just keep calm and carry on, as my tea yeah, mug keep, says that I look at every yeah. morning. <laughs> yeah, 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 all right. Keep calm, keep, calm, keep calm and make some booze. But just getting back before we go too far off um, how vintage twenty twenty was. There's, um, yes. It's interesting this, uh, the weekend that we're having at the moment because it's, it's wintry. You know, I've had a fine day all weekend. Was you know. We stayed indoors, cooked a lamb shot, all the wintry things that you do. Yeah. And there's people, people have still got grapes on the vine out there. Oh. Um, and it's, uh, it's like I said, we like to have that, because we haven't had this for probably since about 2015 when we're picking this late. Um, and before that, it was very much the norm. I've kind of forgotten what it's like to think that your grapes won't ripen. You know, ripening ripening grapes wasn't and hasn't been an issue for a lot of years. But now, <laughs> not I'm in starting, Australia, I know people, yes, no, 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 and not even in the cooler regions, can yeah. yeah. And that's um, you sort of look at what we've got. Yeah, the, you know, chatting with some people during the week. There, you know, still got Pinot Pinot Noir on the vine that needs so it's still like eleven and a half Beaumet, which they still need in good ripening. You get another Beaumet in a week, but you look at the week we've got coming up. They're not ripening that quickly. I don't it's, think. So uh, it's just, there's not a lot of sun that uh, looks like it's coming this week, is, is there? No, not at all. It's going to be. Uh, it'll be a little bit. Um, it's going to be cool, and it's going to be uh, you know a little bit showery and a bit windy. So yeah, I'm interested to see how it goes. I mean, just you got to hold your nerve, you know, and just and just pray you pray you can get it off. But you know, the vast majority of people I think have got everything picked, and um, from like I said, from what I've seen, uh, it all looks pretty good. Well, we, look, we look forward to hearing how this story turns out, this uh, this narrative oh, of vintage. Good luck Thanks, with... Um, um, send us a picture when you finish the jigsaw, will you, buddy? I want to see Kate and uh, Wills look, together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll see whether we finish it. But if I do finish it, it would be, it'll be going behind glass and mounted on the wall. Oh, of course, in the, uh, in the pool room. Yeah, okay, mate. <laughs> I had one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Duncan, a pleasure as always. Uh, the name of the uh, the wine is uh, Prosimo. Look out for yeah, it. Someone. He'll send yep. you send your uh, bottles to the post if you're nice. Yeah, <laughs> no, actually, I would. I'd just, yeah, just up on Instagram. I'm happy to, to send orders out from home for sure. All right, yes, we're starting to lose you. We're losing the satellite <laughs> feed to Blair Gowrie. <laughs> but don't forget, you can go to the IGA. Thanks, Duncan. See you, guys. See you, buddy. All right, we're back in the studio where the sound is good. Sorry about that, folks. We deal with these things. We've got 15 seconds to sign off, Matt. I was just going to say, if you do need a drink in these interesting and challenging times, uh, the folks from Everly are doing um, home deliveries too. So if you go to the Everly website, Mm -hmm. uh, if you just feel like a little little cocktail, they'll sort you out. And see through ice. Still here uh, on... It's a long wave this time. Were you there? All the way down to Studio 3. I I think we're down there. Uh, Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Cam. Thank you, listeners. Don't forget, April Amnesty is on. You can donate. You can subscribe. We need the help. We'll see you next week. Hey, the afternoon's still coming, though. It is. Huh? Come on. Ciao, ciao. See you later. Hi, this is Cam Smith, and you've been listening to the podcast of Triple R's Eat It, a weekly radio show about food and drink, broadcast live on Triple R from Melbourne, Australia, every Sunday. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, and feel free to get in touch with us via the Triple R website. 